everyone. I am so absolutely ah, freaking excited. You know what? I am changing this layout. There we go. There now we I can go. see you a lot better. I have one of the most amazing people on today. So, of course, I have to look a little more fabulous. Um, <laughs> I have Miss Healthy Jeff Steph, Steph Bonnie McPherson. She is absolutely the freaking licious. What I love about Stephanie, what I love about her is that she is so absolutely herself. Like she is fully embodies the idea of living for fun and living your life in such a way that's so authentic to you. No matter what's going on, you know, it does, that doesn't mean that everything's all pretty and beautiful, and I'm sure we'll get into that too. But what's great is that she's just this authentic light and puts so much beautiful, positive energy into the world. And I can't wait for you guys to meet her. Stephanie, tell us a little, I, I like, there, I, I can never give you justice for who you really are. What ifs? But tell people a little bit about you. So, OMG, Jeff, it's so amazing to be on here with you. I was so excited for this conversation. Tyler was texting with me today, and he was like, am I going to be able to watch it live? I said, I, I'm not sure if it's going to be live or it's going to be pre-recorded, you know, um, and then I, you know, reached out, and you were like, yeah, it's got to be live, baby. I'm like, hell to the yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> We're better live. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. So, like, thank you so much for such an incredible introduction and, you know, you talked a lot about like just my embodying, uh, you know, authenticity and, you know, to that, I, I feel like just throughout my life, even from when I was a child, that being myself or being something other than myself was, was just not an option. You know, being myself is non-negotiable. And, but that didn't, that doesn't, didn't, doesn't, and I'm, you know, I'm not really sure about the future at this present time, but just and what I live currently and what I've lived through is, is sometimes being your authentic self and really being true to who you are is off-putting to a lot of people because it's, it's wild how when we're children, we're taught, oh, be yourself. But then when you are, <laughs> but then there's everything else that's teaching us to think or be inside of a box or follow down this path or, 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 or walk in this straight line or act this way or do this or this is what's going to lead to success as what they have defined as success. And when I was a kid and I was being my, uh, you know, who I am on social media, what I am in a normal daily basis is, is no different. And as a kid, when I was probably picked on and I would be hurt, my feelings would be truly hurt because I did put myself out there in this blog, you know, call it gregarious, whatever word you'd like to use. But I had this inner spirit, this inner drive, this inner uh, energy that wanted to put itself out there. And when I did, I would be judged. I would be picked on, uh, you know, and, but it never, there was something about it, even though through, you know, painful and painful experiences that nothing taught me not to be myself, not one time. And even in throughout life and in my adult life, nothing has ever taught me or told me you need to be something other than who you are. You need to be like this. You need to be what people can digest. Mm -hmm. No, you can choke. <laughs> because, because Jeff, like hilarious, like seriously, there's freedom. There is pure freedom in the ability just to be authentically me, put myself out there, not give a rat's ass what anybody thinks. Because those who are giving the rat's ass, you know, the Dr. Seuss says, those who mind don't matter. Those who matter don't mind. But there's a lot of truth in that, in that statement and it's only a mirror if some if you're if you're rubbing somebody the wrong way just because of just being and i'm not talking about being intentionally ugly or being you know intentionally boisterous to intentionally make people uncomfortable 
No, I'm talking about just showing up authentically because so many people have locked themselves in that paradigm of I need to be this in order for success or in order for people to like me. I have to, and, and no, absolutely not. Yeah, I've definitely found that in my life, you know, we go into these categories, you know, and I've been in different categories throughout my life and I've been a chameleon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because one of the things that I realized at a very young age is I was different. OK, didn't know gay until I was way older than I should have been. <laughs> but um, Indifferent and, and, and knew that there was something that was calling for me to react differently. So. I would be a chameleon. I'd just blend in. I'd blend in with people. And so I could actually hang out with all the jocks. I was never, I was never really teased. Like once in a while, someone would say fag or whatever, because I'd march color guard or something like that. But I had a girlfriend, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So like, I always just fit in. I was just there. And then even in the gay world, you know, you kind of just have to fit in. You just, uh, are you a twink? Are you an otter? Are you a bear? Are you a leather person? You know, what, what group are you in? And when you don't necessarily fit in to the, that label perfectly, you know, right. it this thing. And then your family's dynamic. I mean, obviously that's a whole nother game that you're trying to um, assimilate. And you realize that what I realized for myself is that the more authentic I am, the more, I'll, the less trouble I get into. Yeah. Like 100%. really. 100%. Because the trouble that you're talking about comes from trying to be something that you're not, because it's so completely out of alignment with your core values, with who you are, with who you're uniquely here to be. And that's every person on the planet. And, you know, to your point of being a chameleon and just fitting in wherever you were, how did that make you feel? Did it make you feel like you were diminishing yourself? Like, like you really didn't know who you were? For a long time, I know I didn't. And I think that that's one of the reasons why I talk about this so much is because when I didn't know who I was, and didn't know, didn't have, there's a, there's a famous saying, there's a song, if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's not that I was necessarily not happy in different scenarios, right? It wasn't that I wasn't, but in, and not that they were, I was never always felt suppressed because a lot of times I'm probably one of the most unsuppressed people, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but I also know that learning that and learning who I was and learning who it was is absolutely changed my life. Mm-hmm. And being able to fully be here and just be like, mm-hmm. this is who I am and being authentic and not feeling bad about it, and not dealing with it. And, you know, and this is this is it. And sometimes I'm quiet and sometimes I'm not. Sometimes, you know, I have to wear the big, huge, beautiful scarf. And sometimes I'm in my sweatshirt and hoodie. And, you know, trust me, I spend more time in sweats than I ever do in jeans anymore. But <laughs> I don't yeah. have to. You the, know. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. Uh, I I was going to ask you. I know that your journey was really interesting into this into your health journey. So, what really started? What was that impetus for you? Because it it's been a lifelong journey at this point, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems so natural mm-hmm. to you. But what really started you towards this? Towards you mean that like health and wellness? Health and wellness. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So. Uh, I'm just going to be real. It was, a, it was a physical appearance thing. Okay. I was used to a certain reality up until a certain age. Like I was like 20, 21. I could eat as much, as much of anything as I wanted. I'd go to pizza and buffet and scarf down, no lie, 10, 12 pieces of pizza and pizza and five or six pieces of dessert on top of that dessert. Yeah. And, and, and look like I worked out. And all of a sudden I was like 2021 and uh, I started noticing some saddlebags and I was like, I don't be fucking so straight up. I was happy to be dating a guy who was a gym rat. He was in the gym 
like five days a week. And he had a very regimented way in which he worked out, you know, back and thighs, chest and tries, legs. Um, you know, he, a way he ate like was tuna and grilled chicken and vegetables and plain rice and fat free. And, and I was complaining about some of the things that I was noticing about my body physically. And he said, well, why don't you come to the gym with me? You know, and, and him and his friends taught me how to work out. I have a, like kind of like a very masculine way, but I learned from, from guys like, mm -hmm. okay, well, you know, and I would work out with them. And, and then I started, you know, and obviously I learned the food thing. The food thing was, you know, I couldn't go to pizza in and just eat 25 pieces of pizza anymore. I, so then I was grilled tuna uh, or grilled tuna, chicken, tuna, vegetables, like really super, super clean eating. And I was fine with that. I was okay with it because I really enjoyed the results. I had more energy. I felt more active and I liked what I saw in the mirror. And that was what the most important thing was, right. was what I, I, what I like when I look in the mirror. And so then a couple years later, I came across cooking light magazine and I, you know, several years subscription, I taught myself how to make healthy food delicious scrumptious but see also at that time jeff i was you know um right, right around 1996 i came across the book the empowered mind i usually have it right here you know because i was in a quandary i thought that i initially wanted to go into architecture but then i told myself there was too much math and math is hard i told right. myself that so i believed it so then i was thinking child psychology you know, I had run into some gentleman that told me a very, very, very sad story about his grandchildren. And I felt, you know, this amazing amount of empathy. I'm like, oh, I want to help children. I want to help children, you know, know their worth and value as children. So they grow up with that knowledge. And then they're more likely to be more self-aware and self-assertive in their adult life. Right. And so then, so I thought about that. And then it was, a friend of mine told me about pharmaceutical sales. You'd be a dynamite drug rep. I'm like, tell me about that. His mother had a friend that was a drug rep. And I was like, oh, yeah, that, that actually sounds great. So I you know, got a bachelor's in biology. And my goal was to pursue pharmaceutical sales mm -hmm. and then go into surgical equipment because I wanted to be in the operating room watching surgery. And damn, if Jeff, I'm going to tell you right now, when I, I literally, literally would be the down to the final two candidates and anybody who's ever gone through pharmaceutical or medical device interviews or any most B2B, it's a several step process. It takes two to three months to get hired and it would unfailingly for like two and a half, almost three years, be me and one other person. And at the last millimeter of an eighth of a second, the other candidate would get ascended the offer. And it kept happening. It kept, ha I mean, and I'd be in these interview processes and the managers would be like leaned in during interviews. Like, oh, we want you on our team. You, oh, we want, we want, I mean, I'd go into that interview knowing more about the company, knowing every core value, knowing the mission statement, knowing everything about the drugs, the cetirazine, hydrochloride, know the, 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 uh, the scientific names, you know, which is generic name. And, and it just kept not happening and kept not happening and kept not happening. And it was like, what I mean, I had doctors that were friends writing recommendations, letters. I mean, it was just and then one reason, one different reason after another, I would not be ascended the offer. And then 2005, I did get the offer with uh, GlaxoSmithKline, and um, it was a contract position where I was going to be contracting to co-promote drugs. And uh, I know it's probably after listening to me for a, a few minutes. It's probably going to be really hard for anybody to believe that I used to be a speed demon. <gasps> really? As fast as I could go until I reached the car in front of me, regardless of the speed limit. That's how I drove. So for every 10 times I got pulled, because I talked my way out of most of them, I would get a ticket. But if you, mm -hmm. you, those are the odds. If you've got, you know, it's like, it's like the odds of, uh, of getting a yes in a sale. For yeah. every seven no's, you go, you'll get a yes. So I would, so when I, I, I received an offer and uh, they had to rescind the offer because I had too many speeding tickets because oh. they, they do a background check after right. they send you an offer. Mm -hmm. So that was devastating nightmare. One of the worst days of my life. I wanted to die. I mean, it was, it was gut wrenching 
just like how, you know, for so long I had tried, gotten so, so close, so over and over and over to, to receive it, to be like, I'm sorry, we have to take that back. So it was wild. Um, but what I, what I woke up and realized was I'm the person responsible. I'm the person responsible. I'm the one who was in the car speeding. And so there was reflection there, but there was also, and this is huge, everyone. Since I was 20, 21 years old, I had been on the physical fitness, health and wellness and mindset, personal growth, self-aware, self-development journey. Pharmaceutical sales, and I didn't realize this until I was at a friend's, while necessary in certain incidences, is not the end-all be-all. It's not abuse your body, being, uh-huh. don't, don't be completely unintentional about what you put into your mouth, no exercise, and go on blood pressure medication, diabetic medication, cholesterol medication to keep yourself alive. Uh-huh. It is, so I had been doing this for like probably about, it would have been about 12 years, and I was at my girlfriend's house. And that Kevin Trudeau's natural cures they don't want you to know about came on uh, as an infomercial. And I remember this was like 2000, this would have been 2006, I believe, because that's when it came out. And I remember just sitting there and I was just enamored. And it'd be like, Stephanie, you have been pursuing something that is so completely out of alignment with what you do for yourself with your own core values that I don't care how many doors open in that industry, they're going to slam in your face shut until you wake up and realize that you're not supposed to be in that industry. Yeah. And, but it, because Jeff, I am fucking relentless. If I want something, Katie bar the door I'm going <laughs> after it with every ounce of my being, I'm, you know, it's like, uh-huh. but I had to wake up and go, that's not in alignment. Again, sometimes pharmaceutical drugs and surgery are definitely necessary, 100%. But it's not, I'm going to rely on these drugs and just let my, let my health go to shit. Um, I did get into surgical equipment. I loved being in the operating room, watching surgeries. Love it. Watched open heart. I watched endarectomies, tonsillectomies. I, so I did get to do that because there was a real passion, Mm -hmm. you know, like for wanting to watch that and be a part of that. And, you know, but uh, then with that came its over and over and over disappointments within the industry, even though I was always one of the top reps yeah. at every company I ever worked for. So again, a lot of soul searching, a lot of going, okay, what's going on? What's going on? And, you know, that's when Institute for Integrative Nutrition rotated on my feed and it's like become a health coach. That's what I've been doing since I was 20. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah. And, and I can tell you that I have, so I've gifted Stephanie's cookbook to my old roommate for her birthday or Christmas or one of those. It was her birthday. I think it was her birthday too. And so I got to cook some of the recipes guys. And not only are they pretty easy to follow, you know, they're not these big complicated, you know, I'm, I'm going to make, you know, um, what is that called? The beef, beef Wellington. Beef Wellington. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like beef Wellington, like th- that recipe. And then you still fuck it up. 90%. Right. <laughs> like, nope. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a difficult dish. I've never that, tried that, it. but Yeah. That one, I tried it once um, because I was watching, I was watching Chef Ramsay all the time. Right. Yeah. I was watching Food Network and all these things. And, uh, and, so one day I decide I'm going to make beef Wellington. Everyone says, and I'm, because I'm a pretty good cook, you know, ultimately I'm, I'm pretty okay. So I go to make a beef Wellington and no, I'm not that good. <laughs> I'm not that good. It, and I also can't make fried chicken. So between those two, and I don't know why I can't make fried chicken, honestly, because I know, understand the concept of it all, but I always mess it up. I always have to put it in the oven. It just doesn't. Do you have an air fryer? I do have an air fryer. And my air fryer, everything I do now is in the air fryer. Yeah. Like 90% of my meals are being in the air fryer now. Because it's so easy. I have an amazing recipe for like air fried chicken, air fried like uh, chicken nuggets or, um, or like fish, 
you know, like fish, uh, air fried fish with like an almond flour coating. Now, is it deep fried Popeye's super crispy, crunchy chicken? No, but it's equally delicious. It's a different consistency, but it still is crispy and crunchy. And this Greek yogurt ramalad sauce. I mean, one of my one of my uh, meal prep clients, like she's like she wants that every week. She want I want those chicken nugget thingies with that ramalad Greek yogurt ramalad because it's so scrumptious. And see, and that's the whole point behind Deferican licious is that healthy food is scrumptious that when you eat something that that either i prepare for you or a recipe that you've made of mine that you're having an explosion a flavor explosion in your mouth that what makes you oh i want to eat that again and again you know it's it's not about never cheating and eating the pizza or the, the cheeseburger and french fries but it's about being intentional about most of the time most of the time i just had a cheat you know on saturday and it was like cheese and i mean you know eat and it's okay to do that and you know i wanted to go back to one of your earlier points before you asked me the, this question i went down the journey when you were talking about 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 self-awareness and that being the key to like a fulfilling life, the, the more knowledge of self, the more, the, the sooner you get to know who you are, like you were talking about being a chameleon and being what you thought everybody wanted you to be, you know, and, and you felt happy because, I mean, you received, um, uh, you received uh, positive feedback because you were, everybody was comfortable, right? you know, I make people, I don't make people uncomfortable, but sometimes my presence elicits something from the other person where they are uncomfortable and the more you know yourself the more aware you are of who you are what you want the, the core the depth of your soul of what you want out of life how you want to experience life the more authentic you are able to show up and the more free you feel and the more fulfilling you live a fulfilling life when you a really are good authentic. example i yes. have a really good example of that I yes. worked, so we all know that I, work, I worked in restaurants, right? Mm -hmm. And I worked in corporate okay. restaurants. So I was moved around all the time, you know, and I got placed in a restaurant underneath this guy, um, Anthony. And Anthony was this really gorgeous black man, about my height, really gorgeous, and was in the closet and was hiding himself. Okay, I've been out since I was 18. So, and I have a whole story about that. It's somewhere. You watch these videos. You, you'll you've I, shared I, that I, with I, me. Yeah. I, I have shared this. I, actually, yes. Watch oh our God. video with Empowered Conversations. We talked about this. Um, but Anthony, which, wow, I don't think I've ever talked about this story. This is actually a really good one for me to remember that I have in my, you know, I'm glad that you brought it up. But Anthony was in the closet. And very much hating himself. And, you know, this is early 2000s at this point, maybe late 90s, early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And he was just very not ready to come out. He was African-American. He did have all the cultural issues. He was engaged to one of my friends um, mm -hmm. and all these things. And he finally came out. But while I work with him, I was out and open and end up, um, um, it's been long enough. Oh, had to see the statue of limitation. End up sleeping with one of our cooks that was well, also. I'm sorry, you did or he did? I did. Okay. And it kind of got out that I slept with one of the cooks. Right. That was um, absolutely gorgeous. Like, we're talking 12s here. You know, Anthony's, Anthony's a good eight. You know, yeah. he's eight, nine, like he's yeah. a nice looking guy. You know, this is a 12. This is like, if you were to say, what would be the perfect specimen of male? This right. Is it. You know, it was like, he was stupid. He just walked in nitrogen. Um, yeah, yeah. And I ended up sleeping with him and Anthony found out and Anthony was so pissed off because he obviously he wanted to and he couldn't and he couldn't be open enough to having 
even get the information, you know, the whole thing. He couldn't do it. No one is going to experiment with somebody that is so quieted about what they're doing, right? right. So what ended up happening, he ended up coming out. He ended up ruining, like, 10 different lives at that point because when he did come out, he was engaged, and, you know, he had yeah. – um, and she had a daughter, and there was all these things happening, and it was really nasty, mm. you know, when he came out. And I end up leaving the restaurant because he was so nasty to me. One day he says, I don't need you here. And I said, okay, well, I'll call Ray in the morning. And called Ray in the morning, and I got transferred out within, I was transferred out within the week. Right. You know, so, and so he lost the manager. I'm like, and I'm a pretty damn good manager. And right. so that was, what does not being authentic cost you? And that is the scary, you know, your story. So I, I'm not answering your question. Like what is not, not authentic, being authentic um, cost you. What I'm going back to is what is so sad? Cause I want to address that. I think it's very important to address the why of he was not comfortable coming to the world or being honest about who he truly was is because of societal conditioning. And we are, we are moving away from that. We are shifting our paradigm into more, uh, way more acceptance and that it is, oh God, the norm, if you want to call it the norm, that it's so much more prevalent mm -hmm. than one would, would think or, or be aware of. And I can understand why he was scared because oh, yeah. I mean, people have been killed who've come out you know, as gay, you remember the boy that was tied to the fence and beaten Matthew Shepherd. And they saw the, the, the tears, you know, the, the blood tears, you know, because and probably these two guys that beat him are home or because usually if you have that much anger, that much anger and rage, there's something within you. Mm -hmm. Those and I'm not saying they were, but those two guys probably had like they probably had that like that feeling of attraction to men, but because yeah. they listen to whatever bullshit, wrong, dirty, sin, whatever, um, that, you know, they, they suppress that and it created that rage and anger because they couldn't be their own natural self. So they took it out and beat the fuck and killed somebody. Huh? So I get the fear. I get why, you know, I mean, I can't, I can't be honest about who I am because I mean, even like, you know, as women, like a hundred, 200 years ago, 300 years ago, where oh, yeah. we, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't be sitting here talking openly and honestly and being my fabulous self, you know, <laughs> with, with anybody, you right. know, I, it would be, you know, what we, we, we have been, we so much, we have so much farther to go, but we are shifting. And it might be turtle, turtle speed that we're shifting, but we are shifting. I do see it to where one day that concept of having to hide who you are is like so distantly in the past. It's like, like what? Like, like really? You, you couldn't be openly gay? You couldn't be a woman and just, you know, speak who, you know? People don't understand. So... Obviously, I come from a gay world, right? So mm -hmm. I have a, I, I have a lot of knowledge and experience in that. And people don't understand that even as in the seventies, I could be arrested just for holding hands with a guy. Oh my god, I know. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't understand, like how crazy, just absolutely crazy, we have been around this, mm -hmm. and it makes people uncomfortable. And I get it, it makes mm -hmm. people uncomfortable. Like I, but also I don't necessarily sit there and talk about my sex life. <laughs> like, and if I am talking about my sex life, you know that I, it's for one of two reasons. Either number one, I'm trying to shock your ass. Right. Or number two, because trust me, it, it gets wild. Or number two, I feel comfortable enough with you that we can have that conversation. Right. It's not some random, I'm not going to sit on this show and like talk about a lot of things. You know, because it's not for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. You can not, tune in or not. You can keep scrolling. Right. If you don't you can, like what you see, read, hear, keep scrolling. 
right. Now, I will talk about my relationship problems, and I have talked about my relationship as a whole because I think that's kind of more universal, mm-hmm. you know. But yeah, it, it's just different. It's different, and I can understand from you because you are so vivacious, you know. And that that word is so good for you, vivacious. Thank um, you. that I could see how people would try to go. Wait a second, you need to. You're not. Especially because you do live in the South. Mm. So, you know, you have to be that Southern that southern lady, you know, buttoned up and put the pearls on. I am so, not a lady. <laughs> my mama's like, Stephanie, you need to be more ladylike. But mama, I'm not a lady. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my mama's one of the sweetest people we ever meet. But, you know, she's very modest and she's mm-hmm. very, you know, subdued and very demure and very uh, scared to to be her authentic self. And so... You know, when she sees someone shining their light, it's like, oh, you need to be a lady. You need to. And I'm like, absolutely not, because there's a certain amount of respect. People might not like you or at least, you know, it's they don't like what is being elicited out of themselves, but they respect you. People may not like me, per se, but they respect that Stephanie's going to be Stephanie. I don't I don't don't need to have to be around Stephanie, you know, whatever. But Stephanie is always going to be Stephanie unapologetically. I'm going to be myself. And, you know, and, and this is what going back to me, me being a child, being picked on and my feelings hurt all the time. And, but it was this drive. Like I have a drive. There's something in me, this little crank that's just turning, like put yourself out there, be in people's face, not in a boisterous, like obnoxious, but it's like, I want the world. I love myself. I love, I really, truly love myself. My, and I want the world because of the feeling of freedom. Yeah. The feeling of freedom that I like, it's like, it's like shackles that you realize that you had no idea you're even wearing because fall mm-hmm. or a prison door that you had, you know, to a cage that you had no idea you were even held up in. It's just when you are fully 100%, just like, like, I, it's indescribable, remarkable, uh, every high vibe and word you can think of, be yourself and knowing yourself. Yeah. And it's the great, you know, there's a meme that says knowing thyself is the greatest of all wisdom. Truly. And truly, uh, there is nothing that I know, none of my achievements, my true achievements came from me not knowing myself. None of my, like, really, truly, my my true achievements, like the thing, my core achievements. So when I think back on things in my life, right, all, going all the way through, like being in being in music and being in the band and stuff like that, that was all very much me, very and knowing that this is who I am, right, and being comfortable. Mm-hmm. Number being color guard, that was me. I was second in the state. I I, I was good. Right. Going in and, you know, being myself and coming out and having my my sister's children. Going to pride with them. Because my sister was so comfortable. That we all went to pride. And it was never a conversation. And with one of the friends, because, you know, their parents aren't necessarily as welcoming. Mm -hmm. I got to do that. Mm-hmm. donating $2.5 million to the Detroit Zoo so they could stay open through Pizza Hut was because I sent a job that I knew that I needed that was missing. I basically created a job description and they rolled out a whole program around it. And it was authentically me. So, of yeah. course, I, I, I rocked my ass off on it. Being a coach, being on this show, mm-hmm. you know, being in the RV. This was the furthest thing that I ever thought was me, right? And even when there are a lot of times when I'm like, what the hell am I doing in an RV? I'm a city boy. I like going out. I like people. Yeah. For the most part. Right. But what I realized is that by being in this RV, I get to live a life and have experiences and prove to other people that they can have a life and have experiences that they would never be able to have sitting in the office, sitting in the restaurant, Mm-hmm. sitting you know in their little cage right and there are options 
Mm-hmm. You're rocking. And you are such an embodiment of that. Thank you. You are such an embodiment of knowing who you are to a point where it inspires people to be themselves. Thank you. You, op- you open that space up. Right. So, Steph, I know that, that I know that you going back into the fitness and the and the health side of things. I know that uh, you're doing prepared meals in town if they're local. Do you mm-hmm. do like meal planning and stuff like that with people also? Absolutely. It, you know, relative to what my like when I'm health coaching someone, if that if they want to learn to cook for themselves, and absolutely we, we're we're putting a game plan together um, of what you know they're willing to do, like based upon their skill level. I've taught cooking courses, um, you know, but right now I am focused on doing full on meal prep where a fully prepared, delicious, scrumptiously delicious, healthy, nutritious meal is already all full prepared. All you got to do is heat it up because meal prep is actually a huge, huge potential industry. There's a huge amount of demand for all, you know, you've got your blue apron, you've got your fresh chef or not fresh chef, um, sun basket, like where they ship you the ingredients and all the food with the recipe and the instructions, but you still got to make it yourself. That's great. And all that food is delicious and it's healthy and good for you. But there are a lot of people who are like, Stephanie, I don't have time to prepare healthy meals. I've got this, this, and this when I get home from work, this with the kids, this soccer practice, this basketball practice. I've got this, this, and this. Hell, I mean, I want something done where I just have to heat it up. So that's what healthy chef staff is. Healthy chef staff, it's D. Rickinlicious is all the I'm preparing the meals, you know, in you know, in the little container. It, it gets you know delivered to you, or you pick it up, and um, and then you just you know throughout the week you just put the, put the meals. I highly suggest warming them up over the stove. I know it's quicker in the microwave. The microwave does dry out. We all know that to a certain degree, but it's still delicious. You can still, you know, however, however, just eat the healthy meals. So and I can, um, I can make it in my air fryer, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, I see, okay, unless, like, unless they're frozen. You see what I'm saying? Like, it, if you pull something out of the freezer, it's going to, you know, need a little bit longer um, cooking time or heating time. But what I do is I just pull it out of the refrigerator and I just throw it in a saute pan. And within three minutes, you know, which is about the time in microwave. Uh-huh. And then I've got this healthy, scrumptiously delicious meal that I'm thoroughly enjoying eating. But what this does is this takes the onus of I don't, I can't eat healthy because I don't have time. Right. That excuse is out the window. Because here's a healthy, delicious meal you're going to enjoy. All you got to do is take a couple minutes to heat it up. There's no more excuse if I don't have time. Here it is. Yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy. and. Can you do and, that? Uh, yeah. So, for instance, I'm not anywhere near you. So, can you get that shipped to me? And <laughs> eventually, eventually, okay. no. For right now, it's just Charlotte and the surrounding areas that I'm servicing. But okay. one day, on a very serious note, if I look at the bigger picture of the potential of what this can be for the world, or on a larger scale, maybe not. I won't be shipping over to other countries. I don't know, that's a possibility, you never know. But yes, of course, that I have where, you know, cooking warehouses, you know, I guess probably like, um, you know, uh, Blue Apron has, right? where it's prepared in this facility, like say, you know, in the, in the Midwest, and then I got one out and out, you know, out in the West, and I've got one in the Northeast, one in the Southeast, to where, yes, meals can be shipped. That is a vision. But right now, it's Charlotte, North Carolina, and the surrounding areas, which would be like Rock Hill, Fort Mill, Gastonia, maybe up to Statesville. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, I... and, my, and it's so funny because my, um, I have to tell, so I have to like toot my own horn, y'all, because <laughs> I hear, I hear so often, you know, people, oh, I can't stand something. I can't, I've had my Brussels sprouts. 
Mm. I've had at least three people say, oh my God, I can't stand Brussels sprouts. That's the best shit I've ever eaten. Oh my God, I love your, I like Brussels sprouts now because I had your Brussels sprouts. One of my girlfriends didn't like Brussels sprouts and she tried mine on Thanksgiving and she loved them. So then when she was at a holiday party at work, somebody brought Brussels sprouts and she said, you know what? I like Brussels sprouts now. Tried their <laughs> Brussels sprouts and loved them. We're not coming out just boiled Brussels sprouts. Right. Salt, no. salt, pepper. So, okay. And I got two more, two more yeah. stories about how people react to my food. I did one of these foodie fun lunches and it was an Asian themed foodie fun lunch for this group of fabulous women. And um, I set the menu out. Everybody knew it was an Asian thing. It was going to be uh, like my Asian deviled eggs, my, my, my Asian slaw, broccoli slaw salad. And, uh, and then the salmon, my, my sesame seared ginger orange glazed salmon was the main course. Well, I, so I go and I show up and you know, we're doing these courses. And after the main course, before dessert, this one woman comes in and she's like, Oh my God. She says, I hate salmon. My husband loves salmon. I won't allow him to bring it in our house. She says, I had no idea that salmon was the main course or I would have, if I knew that I wouldn't be here today. And she says, that was incredible. What's your secret? <laughs> and I, and I just started telling her about how I prepared. She loved my salmon. So, and then one more, uh, 17 year old boy, y'all, y'all know how 17 year olds typically eat, you know, well, the first time I was on the phone with his mother and we were talking about, you know, their meals and what they like and don't like, you know, I'm, I'm writing, I'm on the phone and I'm writing and well, we don't hold phones like this anymore. It's like this or it's no. like, actually, it's like <laughs> and I've got, I've got it and I'm, I'm like writing. And she was speaking pretty fast. She goes, we like this, we like this, this, and this, and we like this, and we don't like that, and we don't like that, and we like this, and we like this. Well, I wound up writing two things that they didn't like in the like category for her son. Okay. And that's and I made my maple mustard pork, you know, glazed tenderloin for him for one of his first meals, and then my bolognese. And <laughs> she texts me like a few days later. She's like, oh, my God. She's like, her son, she's like, He's like, I am never going to tell her what I don't like because I can't stand pork. That was, that was absolutely delicious. And even he, he said, my ex, he told me the other day when I delivered meals there, cause he gets my spaghetti every single time now. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, my ex was like, you don't even like spaghetti. He's like, I love her spaghetti. So again, people think, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that. Well, try it a different way and you might just love it i i totally understand i have a and, and your food is so delicious thank you you're like literally i have definitely tried things that i don't normally like salmon is one of them i don't eat salmon very often so i totally understand how that woman um because we did have your salmon recipe and it is really good it's still not my favorite because i still don't love salmon but it was actually edible so which is right on the level of like salmon and liver and onions are kind of in the same plate for me yeah. so like it's huge like i won't even think about liver and onion right um i've never had liver and onion so i can't say if i like it or don't. really had liver uh oh there we go there you oh, are we're back. Yeah. yeah really i i can't imagine yeah liver and onions um no, I don't like it. And mom made it every so often. Like it wasn't like a main meal. It wasn't in the rotation, but it was probably once a month. And it stinks when you cook it. It tastes like it, it, it's bad. It's just bad. It's scrapple. It's in the same category for me. Gotcha. Like, gotcha. You, don't, you know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. the stuff that just catfish. You know, I worked at Crack Well, Barrel, catfish but... has got a lot of bones. I remember eating that as, as kids, you know, catfish, fried catfish. But I love it, fried flounder. <laughs> it looks like crap. It looks like it looks ugly on the plate. Like yeah. the whole thing, it's like it doesn't even look right. It look, like even when it. Yeah, I'm not a huge fish person in general. And that's one of the reasons is because I had to serve too much Uncle Herschel's. Um, oh. 
but yeah, we're you know you have such amazing ideas and amazing ways of making things that does make it edible. Like some of the things that you but don't more think than edible. Like oh no, you're like, delicious. Most of the stuff is delicious. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I'm not. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, I got messy a little bit. Um. I know you love my chicken piccata. I love, love the chicken piccata. Yeah, that's on the front of the cookbook. Yeah, although mine never looks as good as yours. <laughs> yeah. This is the cookbook, y'all. D. Yeah. Frickin' licious. Healthy is delicious, but that's the chicken piccata. And it is mind blowing. And I'm actually doing that for um I picked up I picked up a family of four this week as well. Ooh, and awesome. that's one of the things they chose for, for the one of their meals this week. Erica, get that make sure that's the first one for them and they'll be hooked for the rest of them. Oh my like, god, I know. That the chicken piccata is amazing. Guys, if you don't know Steph, she's a great cook and she's a great chef and she's a she's a great recipe person. You know, she has great ideas when it comes to being able to eat healthy. But she's just a fucking amazing person. So like, are you, Jeff. Your really? Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. You're always posting. You're always doing fabulous. You know, I'm doing the same thing, inspiring the world, inspiring people. Like, be your authentic self. Be, just love yourself. But again, in order to know yourself and love yourself, you've or in order to love yourself, you have to know no yep. dig deep i mean like the empowered mind the book i was talking about like whatever you know, personal growth self-awareness i just brought this um i bought for a girlfriend of mine it's called the lucky girl journal and the, huh. the, the subtitle is the dreams started chasing me but it's yeah. about digging deep into the core of who you are and 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 you know discovering like what you love about yourself, what's amazing and awesome, what's super unique, what's cool, what your talents and skills, what you, you know, what you don't like, what you, you know, what, what drives you, what fulfills you, how you want to experience the world. What do you, you know, on your, and then, and you, through writing, you discover, and that's how I discovered is that, writing, answering these big questions. That's truly my, that is truly a dragonfly program in, in a nutshell. Yes. I know. <laughs> like, Literally, that's exactly what what we do with the Dragonfly program is we right. go and uncover what do you believe? What do, where is this belief? Like, what do you believe? What is success to you? We're actually having a conversation tomorrow. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow at seven p.m. We are going to have a conversation that is uh, what is success to you, and how do you define your own success? Because it's different. Absolutely. It's probably it, it it might not be that corner office or the white picket fence. Exactly. I am not a white picket fence kind of boy. I will never have a white. Well, I can't say that because I, the transracial center might have a white picket fence just for fun. Um, <laughs> I won't. I won't even say that. Um, I am looking at that. I oh, I have so many things to tell you personally that I can't announce yet. Um, <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear. I am too, Stephanie. It has been amazing. We actually went over, which I I kind of knew we were going to because um, it's you and I. Uh, Oh, I know. Yeah. We can't answer a question in under, you know, 10 minutes. So, um, we're, she's such an amazing person. Like, guys, <laughs> you, you said that like a thousand her, times. Uh, I know. Because you know, you know the best way to experience my amazingness is just jump in, get to know me, ask me great. questions. Um, you know, Jeff's, we have an experience of one another where we're both like, you're amazing. You're amazing. No, you're amazing. No, you're amazing. But it's like, because you know, we've, We've got, she's such an easy person to get to know. And she's one of the people that is truly authentic. So obviously, you know, when you connect with her, you connect and it's an yeah. authentic connection. So guys, look her up. This is how you spell that. It's the for Um, You know what, Jeff, let, let me, this is, um, I should have sent this to you. But I yep. have a new way. It's called healthychefsteph.com. That's real easy. Everybody knows how to spell healthy. Steph, S-T-E, I mean, Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H. Healthychefsteph.com. There you go. That is easy. 
Yeah, much easier. Because com is actually, because that domain is about to expire, and it's going to be okay. healthy chef stuff. But awesome. I'm always going to have Deepa Rickenlicious, because Deepa Rickenlicious is my baby. Uh, you, well, you're, everything is Deepa Rickenlicious. Right. Everything you do is Deepa Your life is Deepa Rickenlicious. Come on. Come on. Get it, get it, get help, it. You're helping everyone else get those Deepa Rickenlicious lives. Really. Out of the damn, yeah. Like I said, guys, this is one of the people that I absolutely love. You guys need to know her. And if you're not, more time for me. Ha <laughs> ha. I love you all. Um, you guys, I will see you all tomorrow at 7 p.m. We're going to talk about success on the um, Tuesday Creator Talks. I have two amazing guests. Um, me and Heather have two amazing guests. We have uh, Lee and Adam. I'm doing this on the top of my head, which is kind of fun. Um, and they have amazing stories, too. We're going to really discuss and get to the bottom of what success really is and how to start defining it for yourself. So you definitely want to check in there, especially if you're on YouTube right now. Or you can check it out in the Freedom Entrepreneurs United community um, and ask your questions. Guys, will we, it be live on your personal pages? It will not be live on my personal okay. page. It'll be on my. It will be on the YouTube channel, on the True Awesome Network channel, um, and it'll also be live in the Freedom Entrepreneurs United community. And that was on purpose so that people can actually have an opportunity to ask the questions of the panelists, and it not be huge, big, huge broadcasts. Right. True. You, know you I mean? kind of cut out. It's True Awesome Life. Um, it's going to be in the. Freedom Creators United Community on Facebook. And it will be in the on the True Awesome Network on YouTube. It will eventually Check go out. Guys. Jeff and Heather. Heather is fabulous. Speaking of fabulous people, I, I keep fabulous, fabulous people around me. You know? <laughs> yeah. And what's great is when you're full, you're authentically yourself. People that also are authentically themselves start gravitating towards you yes, and you get to meet amazing people like Stephanie and Heather and me because I'm yes. fucking awesome too. All right. Awesome. So <laughs> you guys, I love you all. My computer's getting ready to die. I realize uh -oh. I oh, will shit. see you guys all you tomorrow. Thank you for watching the creative nomad show. If you have any questions about this or any other episode, check out creativenomadshow.com. There is also a link at the bottom if you are an awesome creator and would like to be a guest. Know that you are loved. Everyone here at the True Awesome Network asks you to please subscribe, like, comment, and spread awesome.